Welcome to the Red Light Report, your number one source for all things red light therapy, where you will learn how to optimize your health, wellness, and longevity with the power of photobiomodulation. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Belkowski. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Red Light Report. Today's guest, I have known for about a year and a half, we got connected by a mutual friend, Nate the Great, and... (laughs) My guest today is a world-renowned life coach and healer who has scoured the earth searching for the most powerful health and healing methods. He has devoted his life to restoring the planet from a young age, and he spent over eight years living and working with the indigenous tribes in the Amazon rainforest as not only a healer, but also a medicine hunter utilizing some of the world's most sacred plants. He has also studied Vipassana meditation techniques, Ashtagandha yoga, and more recently at the world-famous Czech Institute, working closely with the master of them all, Paul Czech. My guest has lectured and taught throughout the world, appearing on numerous television shows, news programs, international documentaries, and in many books around the globe. His vision for clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in his lifetime, drives his passionate work for personal and planetary wellness. So without further ado, my guest today is Troy Casey. And some of them in the social media world and otherwise know him as the certified health nut. And for the past three decades, Troy has been his own lab rat in the studies of holistic health, nutrition, human optimization, longevity, anti-aging, and more. Troy also has a YouTube channel where he has armed over 5.7 million people with the knowledge of health and high consciousness. He recently, in September, released a book called Ripped at 50, A Journey to Self-Love, which we'll get into um, in the podcast, where he speaks on the nine pillars of health and also the seven stressors that can push the pillars out of alignment. Troy, really excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. Welcome to the Red Light Report. Thank you so much uh, for having me, Mike. I really appreciate you and the work you're doing in the world. Appreciate it. And, you know, just quickly browsing through your website, TroyCasey.com, you offer a lot of different online programs, of course, dealing with mental and physical health. You offer meditation and breath work. You have a 30-day cleanse, stress management, Qigong, uh, your Man Clan live events, which we'll get into but tell us more about you as a person and your health and wellness journey, where you came from, really what, if there was an inflection point that kind of flipped the switch for you to really go into this health and wellness, anti-aging, uh, longevity realm, and really how you've gotten to where you are today. Yeah, thanks, Mike. So I was a model back in the day, about 23, I started modeling and uh, I moved to Milan, Italy. You know, I had digestive issues. I was bloating and the agents in that industry are very ruthless. And I'd come in one day, I was the darling of the agency. And the next day it's like, oh, honey, you're fat. You can't go to that big audition this time. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? And I I noticed when I was eating, sometimes I would get acid reflux. I had asthma. Uh, A lot of things were triggered. And I look in the mirror and I would bloat. Women understand this more on their menstrual cycle, they can often bloat. And so the body takes a molecule of water in each cell to buffer it against the acid. So that was my journey, you know, over 30 years ago. And I went down to the 
to the bookstore. You know, I had just come out of college and I figured I'd give it the old college try. I was like, what's wrong with me? All right, I don't know. Let me go down and get some books on nutrition. So I started reading about nutrition and whole foods and I was living in Italy at the time. So I went down, it was my first time at a farmer's market and lo and behold, farmer's markets were every day. So I started eating a lot of fruits and vegetables and I instantly got results. I looked in the toilet bowl and I was like, oh my God, and I lost some weight. Uh, and then I kept on going down that journey. I, I studied fasting, juicing, internal purification, herbal medicine. I was taking the dandelion for the bloat and I, it's a natural diuretic. And I instantly noticed results from that as well. And so I kept on going down my journey. And when I came back to the States, I did my first 10 day uh, juice cleanse. It looked like I turned back the clock about 10 years. So I was hooked instantly there. And I would do about three or four fasts a year, liver flushes, colon cleanses. And then I had a rock star phase in uh, the modeling industry. I was living in Miami at the time and I had done four Versace campaigns and drugs and alcohol are basically free in that industry. And so I started drinking and partying a lot that got out of hand. And I wanted to move to Los Angeles to start an acting career. And I, I realized I couldn't do that as a drunk. And so I sobered up and I struggled with that for quite a few years, maybe about four years, just trying to get sober and stop partying. And uh, I found Vipassana meditation, which is step 11 in Alcoholics Anonymous. I had, I had challenges with some of the philosophy of Alcoholics Anonymous, but always the people that spoke about step 11, they had a certain je ne sais quoi piece about them, real balance. And so I started meditating, didn't know what I was doing, sat on my pillow, and I got instant results. A lot of anxiety was uh, relieved. And then someone turned me on to Vipassana meditation. These are 10-day courses in silence. And that was my first real awakening that I had after 10 days of sitting Vipassana course. I sat 11 of those courses in about a span of six years, and I was meditating two hours a day. And if you look at neuroplasticity and healing the nervous system from trauma, it is you know one of the top ones up there next to psychedelics. And so I healed a lot during that time and opened myself up to more uh, consciousness about healing. I worked with uh, Maori healers. Someone turned me on to these indigenous uh, Maori healers that work with the body and they go very deep into the fascia. Uh, they're known to break bones and reset them as well. And so very powerful body work. Uh, I've been working with them for 27 years as well. And Around that same time, somebody turned me on to an herbal company from the Amazon rainforest, and I started working with them, and I'd been taking herbs for many years, and these were the most powerful herbs on the planet, and they woke my consciousness up to another level. I went down and researched the plants and started drinking ayahuasca with the Shipipo Indians, and I had three very profound visions that have been rolling out ever since 2006 when I went down there. So those, those were my big three wake-up calls. And one of the visions I had was the spirit of my daughter. I wasn't married at the time. I wasn't in a relationship. And I came home. I met the woman and we started having a family. And my family has really propelled me on my spiritual awakening since then. It still keeps me on straight and narrow with all the challenges that can arise for that. So basically, Vipassana meditation, working with Maori healers from New Zealand, and then my awakening in the Amazon uh, with the herbs and the ayahuasca. And then, you know, now as a family man, and I'm very clear on my mission and vision, Mike, my mission is to raise human consciousness and change all systems, including farming, energy, education, commerce, 
and our, our money system. Everything needs to change, medicine as well. And so it's a symbiotic relationship. So it's like you have to raise the consciousness for them to accept the new systems. And we're all entrenched in the systems that is lowering the consciousness. So it's a real double-edged sword kind of challenge. And my vision for the future of humanity and myself is clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all of mankind in my lifetime. Yeah. And every time I hear you speak, whether it's on social media or your YouTube, it's a very powerful message and your mission is very clear. And so it's important to have people like you who are willing to take the time and energy to get the message out, to get the, the correct message out. Like you're saying, raising the frequency, raising everyone's vibrations in order to meet those missions that you're trying to accomplish. So it's, it's very powerful. You recently, within the last year or so, you left LA, correct? And now you're in Sedona, Arizona? Yes. I lived in Los Angeles for 25 years. I'm a muscle beach guy. I worked out at the Mecca, Gold's Gym, Venice. You know, I, I love riding my bike and just being in that lifestyle. And um, after the riots happened May 25th, or I think early June, late May, during the lockdown, yeah, my neighborhood became very unsafe. I mean, Venice Beach was always a little sketchy, but certainly not what it is today. Uh, I've called back there. I've talked to my friends. I talked to Gold's Gym last week. I mean, it is a war zone there. And so I'm glad I left. I got my family out. Uh, my kids are in school here in Sedona, but things keep changing here. All the Californians are coming here to Arizona. People are looking for solace. They're looking for more freedom. And this is a small town. And so even though it's on the world stage, it's a very small town and the infrastructure can't support all the people that are here. So there's massive transformation that's happening on this planet right now. But I moved after 25 years and I'm living in a bubble right now because I know the rest of the world, I know Canada, my friends in Canada are locked down, draconian measures are being taken there, basically tyranny, very similar to what happened in World War II. And so uh, all my friends in Europe, same thing, uh, lockdowns in Spain, Australia. Yeah, on that note of frequencies and vibrations, living in LA with that density of people and everyone has, you know, five or six or seven devices that use Wi-Fi or cellular connections. Not only are you bombarding yourself with your own technology, but then you're in this area of density with all these people using technology and Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and all these non-native EMFs. So I'm wondering, from your perspective, now that you've lived it a little bit, do you notice any difference being out of that environment where you're being bombarded with all that EMF into a, like you said, a more secluded area like Sedona? Well, my philosophy has always been nature heals everything and death is a part of life. There's an addendum, right? There's yin yang, two forces that are always guiding us and uh, nature heals everything and death is a part of life. So, so I would live in Santa Monica for the express reason of all that psychic density and the electromagnetic pollution that was in the city centers. And you could feel an energetic shift going west of the 405 freeway. Every single time I went into Hollywood or Beverly Hills, and I did not like going in there and I did not make that a habit at all. But when I had to, and I came back, I felt a huge shift. And so my objective living in Santa Monica was to basically be on the bike path and or on the ocean or at Muscle Beach or that close to the ocean. So I would be less affected by that. And I met a ham radio operator that was in Palisades Park overlooking the ocean in my neighborhood that I lived for many years. 
And he told me he gets, you know, the best signal over the Pacific Ocean because there's less discordant energies so he could get a better signal for thousands of miles. And so that was my methodology. That was my workaround for staying as peaceful and balanced as I could inside a city center. And remember, there's two forces that are guiding us, yin and yang. Technology can be both good and bad. You know, you got masculine, feminine, inhalation, exhalation, up, down, black, white. These are the two forces that are governing everything on this planet. All the ancient sages have said, stay balanced. And so I lived in that world. I created a business in that world in Los Angeles, and I was still connected to nature. That beach is connected to some of the most remote places you know, on the planet, the Pacific Ocean. And so when I moved here, I'm still on my devices. I'm still using the yin yang. You know, technology is very powerful and important in my work right now. So my objective is to utilize it to its best ability and then get off it when I can and then practice my nature-based tools because we have pollution here. We have traffic. The uh, app on your iPhone just uh, updated and that now they're covering air quality and the air quality is moderate here and sometimes it gets bad. And the pollution they're spraying out of the planes that people called conspiracy theories for a long time as chemtrails, Bill Gates has just gone live and said that, no, we're protecting you against the sun. So the conspiracy theory now is fact, right? And it's also clandestine. So what are the particulates that they're spraying out of those planes? Well, if you look at Dr. Dietrich Klinghart and Dane Whittington out of uh, Reddington, California, he was a Bechtel engineer and was living off grid and had to clean his solar panels. And he had this stuff tested. It's strontium, barium, and aluminum. And just look up what aluminum into the human body does to your organs and your brain. And so we've got these materials that are here and I can feel the energetics uh, when they're spraying those and when I'm on the, the electromagnetic frequencies a little bit too much. And so I think the energy is still pretty intense. You know, I think you can do forest bathing and go off grid and not be around electromagnetic radiation. But I believe that even the psychic density and energy can penetrate us almost anywhere we are right now. And again, I spent time in the Amazon because remember, these cell phones are only brand new. I didn't have these when I was growing up as a kid. And I've only had an iPhone for less than 10 years. And I know the technology, first iPhone, I do believe was 2007 or 2008. So these things are only less than 15 years old. And so I definitely feel it everywhere is, I guess, my point to your question. Yeah. And like you were saying, there's a balance to be had. There's a pros and cons to technology. You and I are, are speaking together hundreds of miles away. So it's a matter of how can we use the pros of technology, but then balance it with nature. Like you said, grounding, using the sun, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. Forest bathing, which I'm lucky up here in Montana. I'm about five minutes away from a beautiful trail where you're just in the mountains and away from everything. So people need to find their own way to balance the technology normalize the circadian rhythm, get in touch with uh, nature and extract as many free electrons as possible for your body. But I don't know if there's a best place to live on this earth. Like you said, the technology is everywhere. So I don't think we can escape it. And to your point of like iPhones being around for just over a decade, that's kind of scary in the sense we don't really even know what the detriments are to our body. But at the same time, I don't think we're going to be able to escape it. So 
Let's move on to your man clan and your man clan live events. Tell us what those are about and kind of how it started really and what your mission is for for the man clan and what people could expect if they were to join the man clan. So the mission for the man clan is to reunite the brotherhood of man. It was prophesized a long time ago that the white man, the black man, the yellow man, and the red man would come back around the fire. And I do believe that that time is now. In fact, all the ancient prophecies are coming to a head. The Hopi prophecy, the eagle and the condor prophecy, the book of Revelations. I think this is the time of great awakening. And so I'm providing an atmosphere for men to get back to basics, get back into nature, get back into basics around all the work that I teach in my book, basic biology, physiology, and psychology. What does the heart desire? I help men tap into their heart. Right now, we're programmed with brain viruses, ideas with values attached to them. There's a lot of social engineering, propaganda. If you study the history of brainwashing and propaganda and also public relations, Freud's nephew, Edward Bernays, created public relations. And so every news program that you've seen, television advertising, radio advertising, has been to utilize basically the hormones of fear or sex to program you of, we need to go to war with these people for weapons of mass destruction or the banana republics back in the 40s, you know, because communism was coming to the shores of the United States. So we went down and killed the people of Guatemala and started wars and coup d'etats in El Salvador. And we did that in Africa. And so So I believe I can see the social engineering and that the mind has been programmed to be basically antithetical to life itself. So you've got pharmaceutical drugs that are poisoning people. You've got food that's completely uh, scientifically validated. Hey, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Shove yourself full of pancakes and, and, and breakfast cereals. And what are our results from that, Mike? Our results are 70% of the American people are obese or overweight. One in two will get cancer, 33% diabetes. Hippocrates said, and Hippocrates was the father of modern day medicine, said, let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. And so we have literally poisoned ourselves and it's all scientifically validated right? People are all doped up on scientism. Science is a methodology of observation. It's ever-changing. I heard uh, one time that two-thirds of all Nobel Prizes get overturned within 10 years. So our our ability to observe is ever-evolving. The electron microscope, the Hubble telescope, we can start to see things in a different light and adjust our hypothesis or our theories And this is an ever-evolving, as the Greeks said, gnosis, praxis, intellicus, to know, to do, to become, an ever-evolving spiral of evolution. And so uh, we're just getting, you know, greater understanding. Yet in the media, it is written in stone, hey, that's science. Yeah, well, you obviously don't know what science means, and you probably don't understand basic trivium, reason, grammar, and be able to think for yourself. So we've been programmed, and that's the biggest issue that I see. We've been programmed against ourselves. And so what the man clan is to bring ourselves back together, and I talk about this in my book, that we're programmed to chase paper. Hey, what job, or I'm a smart person, or I'm not that smart, but I'm skilled in woodworking, or you know, maybe I need to go into a vocation, or if you're really smart, you get to become a doctor or a lawyer. 
And then they program you even more in this industrial age school system for the Rockefeller medicine, if you will. And so what I do with men, because I work with a lot of men, a lot of affluent men that have a lot of money, but they don't have their health. And so when they come to me, I help them find out what is in their heart, what they love, what they love as a child, their big dream that they wanted to do. Maybe they want to ride motocross or maybe they want to have children or maybe they want to climb Mount Everest. I help them get clear. And then we program the mind. The mind is a tool that will cut through the fabric of reality. You don't believe me? The Wright brothers wanted to fly like an eagle. And now we just take it for granted to go down to the airport and go wherever we want. Steve Jobs wanted to put a handheld computer in everyone's hand. And again, we take that for granted. So whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. And Joseph Campbell and Carl Jung talked about living your bliss, follow your dreams. Tony Robbins talks about this all as well. It seems impossible with the conditioning in our industrial age school system and the tens of thousands of hours of television programming that we have adopted as our own thoughts. And so we think these things are impossible, yet I am living proof And my book and my book cover is living proof. I had autoimmune disease from black mold exposure. And so my body was broken down. I had severe neurological issues in my legs. And I used my mind saying, I'm going to heal myself no matter what. And I got my body back on point. And that is what a big part of my book is about. So we give men the tools to live their dreams, to live on purpose and to leave a legacy. And so we do ice baths, we do sweat lodges. I usually bring in some special forces guys, some some men that have fought in war. They understand military intelligence. But I'd like to clarify this, uh, Mike. This is not a boot camp. Men are facing burnout right now. They're stressed out on many levels and they don't know where these stressors are come from. Elevated chronic cortisol, this is the fight or flight. Uh, neurochemical that's in our body, chronic elevated cortisol creates inflammation, inflammation creates disease. And so people are sick right now. So I give men more yin than yang. I don't yang them out to dry. And so we do have a very serious approach, but the tools and technology that I give them are very yin, including the ice bath, cold Water is yin. It's feminine. Working with, I have no curriculum that's written, right? It's all the unknown. So guys don't know what's coming next. I'm not here to wake them up in the morning, you know, three o'clock in the morning and start yelling at them to do push-ups. That's not what we're going to do. I'm going to teach them qigong. I'm going to teach them gentle movements, gentle mobility movements, gentle stretches, to get them back into their body. My average client loses 25 pounds. So I I feed them organic food. We do some fasting regimens as well to show them that they can live without food for hours throughout the day. And then we sit around the fire. The biggest thing is that, that there's no females around so that the men can be vulnerable. And let me tell you, men, we all share some of the same burdens and we carry that cross on our shoulder. We get around the fire and lo and behold, this guy's got the same problem this guy has and the tears start falling. And then we can get very clear on what that is. Let those burdens go, get clear on the heart's desire. And then I send men out to live their dreams ultimately. And then we have coaching on the back end as well. But for the most part, getting them very clear and around other men and understanding that traditionally, primally, 
what's on the horizon to eat and what can potentially eat us. But again, back to the brain virus. We don't know what's going to eat us because the glyphosate and the herbicides and the pesticides and all the poisons and the chemtrails, they're all sprayed on us. It's either scientifically validated or clandestine, like what they did with syphilis in the Tuskegee Airmen. The military tests this stuff on populations of people. And so lo and behold, we're being poisoned. And so I'm here to help men get clear, help them detoxify their body, get clear in their mind from their heart's desire give them the tools biologically, physiologically, and psychologically to go out and live in this environment. Again, knowing what's on the horizon to eat and what's on the horizon to eat them. And they're typically three-day retreats, correct? Yes. Currently, three-day retreats. Uh, We have some uh, longer retreats coming up. And then we also do Friday night fire circles. I've been doing this work for the last five years. And so uh, it's very effective. Men feel very good and clear going back out in the world. Yeah, that sounds like a a pretty darn comprehensive package, if you will, that you put together, treating the mind, body, and soul. So like you said, that you get effective results. What's a pretty typical before and after? You said you work with affluent people, probably a lot of CEOs, like you said, hyper-stress, a lot of cortisol levels, a lot of inflammation. So what is a typical transformation that you see throughout one man clan event? Well, I got Brian was a basketball player in school. He's 45 years old. He was about, I think, 320 pounds. He lost 105 pounds in a year. He had a strong desire to reconnect with his wife, to start swimming again, start dunking basketballs. He was a high-performance mortgage lender in the real estate industry. He increased his business. He got his life back ultimately. And his first six months was really just working on his nutrition and his mindset. He didn't even start his exercise program until six months into it. And his exercise program was walking. And then he was efficient in that. I was able to get inside of his head in a very short amount of time. And then those are the results he got. And he's a raving fan. Alfonso was also on that journey. And uh, I think he lost about 70 pounds. Uh, I also hire healers. Depends on the event that I have, but I'll, I'll hire a series of healers and get men a couple sessions with two different healers, usually really good massage therapists that can really get into their body and feel where their pain is. And so Pittsburgh Pete, again, lost 100 pounds. Hey there, guys. So I know you're excited to learn about red light therapy, but I'm betting that you're also interested in finding a high-quality red light therapy device. Well, look no further than my company, BioLite. But don't take my word for it. Listen to the thousands of customers that have come before you and have chosen BioLite because of its unprecedented combination of high light power, low EMF emission, and low light flicker. So you're not only getting the most effective treatment option, but the safest as well. And there's many sizes to choose from. There's handheld devices, tabletop models, and even full body panels. So there's definitely a size to match your lifestyle and health and wellness goals. As an added bonus, you can claim a $100 value gift at checkout when you use coupon code REDLIGHTPODCAST. Just go to www.biolight.shop, choose whichever device is going to match your health and wellness needs, and use coupon code REDLIGHTPODCAST to claim your $100 gift. Again, that's www.biolight.shop. My average client loses 25 pounds just in the first month with my nutrition program and fasting technology. And so once I can get 
men looking and feeling better, and I work with women as well, but men are very attracted to my work. Once I can get them looking and feeling better, they're more open to some of the more silly, feminine Qigong exercises. I have very simple exercises that are very, very effective. And usually men were like, I used to be 20 and I used to lift 50 pound dumbbells. And, you know, I can bench 320. And well, they go try and lift that stuff now with their biomechanics and they injure themselves. And then they become sidelined and then they become a couch potato and they feel sorry for themselves and they start drinking and eating sugar and all sorts of stuff. And then they just give up. So I go, I bring them back to basics, walking number one exercise. Then I give them rudimentary Qigong exercises, swinging back and forth to move all their joints, uh, hanging. I recommend my clients get a, a pull-up bar and hang for two minutes a day using their feet. If they don't have the shoulder dexterity to support their weight at first. And sure enough, within a few months, all their neck pain and their back pain goes away just from these simple, simple exercises. Remember, the antidote for complexity as the world we have created today, the antidote for complexity is always simplicity. So going back to the simple, simple basics. And so I'm here to give men the yin tools that heal my body at my age. And I'm 55 this year. Yeah, And you look like you're not a day past 25, except for that beard. But the beard, the gray gives the it away. The guru beard. The gray gives it away. I mean, to your point with the exercise, in this day and age, especially with social media, it's kind of a competition to see how complex, for those in the exercise world, it's like, how complex can I make an exercise look so it looks cool, so my video goes viral. You have people that are balancing on a dumbbell that's on top of a Swiss ball, and then they're trying to do like a single leg squat. It's like, what are you trying to accomplish, you know, other than hurting yourself? And to your point... Yeah. Simplicity typically conquers all, right? And so I love that. That's kind of your message. And that's where you're headed with with exercise. And I'm sure everything you do is let's get out of this world of stress. Let's get out of this world of complexity. Let's just make things simpler. And doing just that alone, which I'm sure you and your clients can attest to, just makes life a lot better. More peaceful, more simple. My clients are so happy because I give them poetic license just to be themselves. And to be okay with doing very simple exercises. Walking is so effective, even for something like diabetes and in the, in the, the fast twitch muscles and how you burn sugar and how efficient the body comes. Yeah, and a lot of it's not just how much do you do, whether it's the weight on the machine or whatever, or how long or fast did you run, but it's consistency too, right? And I'm sure your clients can attest to that. It's getting them started so they have that momentum, keep the momentum going, but it's that consistency that will keep things going in the right direction through time. So let's move on to your book that was released in September called Ripped at 50. It seems like it's a very informational book. Anyone who's interested in health, wellness, anti-aging, wanting to optimize their health needs to check it out. It's a book that's written like a story. And at the end of every chapter, because you have nine pillars of health, there's actionable advice as far as how to integrate each pillar into your life. And so before we get to the nine pillars of health, I want to kind of reverse engineer it and talk about the seven factors of stress that you allude to, which are physical, chemical, psychic, nutritional, thermal, EMF, and digital. And let's just talk about the seven factors of stress, whichever one sticks out most to you or what, which of those stresses do you feel that your clients or that you just see in the world we're fighting the biggest uphill battle with right now? Digital stress hands down. 
because it's brand new. We've always dealt with, you know, thermal, psychic. Chemical is pretty bad too, because again, these are subversive, invisible elements. And so the chemicals are in the food, chemicals are in the soil, the chemicals are in the water. But digital stress, because we have these EMF bombs in our back pocket, you know, let's just get to the workarounds. Turn your phone off as much as you can. Keep it away from your body. Keep it away from your food. Turn it off as much as possible. Put it on airplane mode as much as possible. But dig, that's EMF stress. Digital stress. And again, stress stimulates the body for change, right? But chronic stress will break the body down. So stress is a stimulus. And I define the seven factors of stress, the five detoxification pathways, and the nine pillars of health so we can manage, mitigate, and navigate. Not that anything's better or worse than others. It's all about balance in the modern world. So digital stress, my, I had brain fog after the black mold exposure and uh, one of my businesses went down and my wife was very upset and she was henpecking me to make more money. And I'm like, great, but my brain's not working. So I did a lot of research on brain fog and I found out that it takes 20 minutes for the human brain to focus and so I would be writing an email and then one of my notifications would go off and I would go over to YouTube and then answer that question. And four hours later, I'd see the email unfinished and, and then I'd be exhausted. I'd be completely burnt out and exhausted being on these devices and the laptop on my nuts. I would really feel it. And then I would go out for a barefoot walk because I was, I was a barefoot walker and there was a big park near my house and I would go for a couple miles all on grass and it would cool my body down, right? I would feel it cool my body down. So I did the research on that. And I think psychology today talked about this, just how the brain functions and the digital stress. That's how I coined the term digital stress because they weren't even talking about that because why are we going to talk about it? Especially if you're a publication or you're some kind of clickbait on the internet and they want you to read their stuff all the time, read their emails, read their clickbait. And so they're not going to tell you to stay off of these devices. And so I'm realizing that I'm going to YouTube, I'm going to my text messages, I'm going to my email because I'm running social media platforms. And so my mind is all bouncing off. So I'm completely exhausted. And of course, the blue light's going to affect my sleep patterns. And so I had to bring that all together and, and really focus on my sleep, my quiet time. I am on these devices quite a bit. I try to manage and mitigate them as much as I can with my, my far infrared sauna, with my red light therapy, with my sunlight therapy, with my grounding, with my movement. I try and get away from these as much as I can. I turn them off. I turn my Wi-Fi off at night. I get to bed by 10. You know, I do my best to do these things. And at the same time, I am still just as addicted to any as anyone out there. Uh, and that's why I recommend keeping these devices away from children until they're at least 18 years old and they have formed their own reasoning and their ideas. These are military grade weapons and we're giving them to children. And so I do my best to stay off them when I'm not using them. And then also do what Joe Rogan says, ghost and post as much as I can. Again, I'm still running a big media platform. And so I'm on them. But that is my goal. And to get my business up to a certain level to where my team can handle everything and I can have a cameraman just filming and then go on podcasts when my assistant you know, tells me to. And again, I've got 15 years of sweat equity into my business and 33 years into my studies. So I should be able to afford 
a big team and assistance in a complete machine that serves me. And then I can go up in the cave and meditate. My team can film it and post it up and start talking to people as well. That's my goal. And we're, we're moving towards virtual reality and augmented reality as well. If you look at the Instagram stories, you know, it's basically going to be voyeurism. And I don't recommend virtual reality at all. I had one of the Facebook people, executives over here recently, and I was like, this smells like a rat to me. And yes, you can tap into the DMT centers of the brain with this technology. But hey, when was the last time you went snowboarding or skiing and you had goggles on and you're breathing deep? This is real reality. We don't need virtual reality as they keep trying to pump this down into the pipelines. We're already living in a digital world. Come out of the digital world and realize the gift the creator has given us and usher in peace on earth because I postulate with all the work I've done with men, everyone wants peace at the heart level. And yes, 6% of the population has the propensity to be a psychopath where their wires are crossed. But everyone ultimately, beyond the psychopaths, want peace in their heart. If that is the truth, you use the laws of alchemy and you call it forth. Thought, word, action into the flesh. Peace on earth is already here. We only need realize it. And if you don't, then go to Bryce Canyon or Arches or Sedona, Arizona or Yosemite National Forest or the Grand Canyon and look at the grander of this planet or go 50 miles outside of any city center and look at the nature around you. It is amazing, this planet that we live on. And we've been sold a bill of goods on scarcity, which is bullshit. And that's why they're trying to cull the population right now. It's written in the Georgia Guidestones. It's written in stone. They want to reduce the population to 500 million. That's what everything that's going on in the world today is about. That is the truth study that wake up yeah the scarcity mindset we don't have to look any further than the media and their agenda but like you said dig deeper and learn really how we've been programmed let's go through the nine pillars of health now that we've parceled some stressors <laughs> let's move on to the happy stuff and in your book with the nine pillars of health you have legacy food rest movement breath thought relationship water and nature. And again, in every single chapter and every single pillar, at the end of that chapter, you have some tangible, actionable, integratable ways for each pillar. And so when I was reading through the book, some things that stuck out to me, especially was the food one. You talk about nutrition at the cellular level, of course, and the gut brain, which is becoming more popular as the years go on that, you know, the gut controls are the health and wellness of our brain. And you already talked about this a little bit, but I would really love for you to speak on glyphosate and then JERF, which I loved. So let's talk about glyphosate and then uh, move on to the JERF, J-E-R-F. So again, I like to boil everything down to first principles and simplicity as much as possible. That's what the nine pillars are all about. And so when it comes to nutrition, we have to understand what has happened for, since industrial farming, commercial farming and the uh, commercial agricultural business that uses pesticides and herbicides. It's all quote unquote scientifically validated, yet the British Soil Association and the military has done research on Asian farming, as well as organic farms can produce much more food per acreage. Also the monocropping, monoculture, growing only wheat for miles and miles and miles, only corn for miles and miles and miles. True organics is composting and fallowing 
So it's crop rotation and then using the natural elements, our food scraps, our waste, our manure, wood chips to create highly nutritious soil with humic and fulvic acids, ionic minerals that can be easily uptaked into the body. And the military did research, I think, on carrots that were preserved from the 30s. And I think the magnesium levels are down about 60%. So the body replicates itself completely within seven years. It takes 120 days to rebuild the red blood cells, six to nine months to regenerate the organs, depending on what we feed our body, the nutrition and the environment that we live in. And so nutrition is very important as far as your health goes. And because we've done industrial farming and we've bastardized the food supply, just look at our results. 70% of the American people are obese or overweight. We have morbidly obese people. And what is that from? So I postulate that it's, you know, it's, it's written right into our alchemical language. I, I was down in the Mayan temples many years ago and they had this zoo and uh, there was a leopard and a puma in there. And I was like, wow, I get to see a leopard and a puma. And the thing was obese and sick. So you're domesticating an animal and you're feeding them garbage and the animal's going to get sick, look fat and ugly, right? Everybody's all doped up on Kardashian consciousness and bling consciousness. And who's that one rapper, Cardi B, WAP. And so everybody's got to be sexy and bling and so fabulous, right? but they're shoveling garbage down their throat and then they're covering it up with neoprene, you know, fashion items and butt jobs and boob jobs. Hey, here's a newsflash. If you want to be beautiful, then <laughs> put beautiful materials, God-given materials into the body, eat natural food, get proper sleep, get away from synthetics as much as possible. And there's so much synthetics in our food. So if you want to be ugly, eat commercial food. So again, nutrition is so important and glyphosate takes out the shikemic pathway of pests and they allowed it onto the market because human beings don't have a shikemic pathway. And again, don't quote me on the science. I'm not a scientist, but this is the truth because I've worked with the scientists and they've explained it to me before. Human beings don't have a shikemic pathway. And so, the, so they made it all legal. Lo and behold, the microbes in your gut and we have 85% good bacteria, 15% bad bacteria. We're in symbiotic relationship with fungus, molds, bacteria, viruses, parasites. And so a good, healthy human has 15% bad bacteria. When you start feeding it sugar and glyphosate to kill the good bacteria, the bad bacteria proliferates. Antibiotics, the definition or the, the conscious language on that is anti-life, antibiotics. So it's going to kill the good bacteria so the bad bacteria can proliferate. Mother Nature's garbage cleaners are maggots, parasites, fungus. They will decompose you once you're dead. So don't be a host. Don't be a walking dead person. Otherwise, you know, you'll get a fungal infection. Look at your toe jam. Look at your vaginosis, hal halitosis, your distended gut, your beer belly if you don't drink beer. This is microbes growing inside your body. Reclaim your divinity reclaim your gut microbiome, start feeding yourself natural materials that come from the earth and do cleanse and detox protocols and understand the five detoxification pathways. I'm going to jump in my far infrared sauna as soon as I get off of here and read my book to understand the five detoxification pathways and get these materials out of your body. Stop being a host for fungus mold, bacteria, and viruses and, and parasites. And so 
glyphosate has knocked out the gut microbiome of the human being uh, because of the shikemic pathway. And glyphosate is ubiquitous and it's pervasive. And they found residue in women's breast cancer, women's breast tissue, as well as fetal tissue. And they found it in the Arctic. And so glyphosate is poison. And lo and behold, my colleague, Robert Kennedy Jr., has sued Monsanto and has won over $4 billion. Last I heard, they were settling for $10 billion. But what's $10 billion to a company that's worth $70, $80 billion? They'll just remarket Roundup Ready as something else. And Roundup Ready, you can still buy it at the uh, Home Depot, the weed killer. And they're spraying it on everything. And what does that do to, to organic farms when that spray goes out? And this stuff is extremely hard. to You can't wash it off. It goes into the soil. So we have work to do, human beings. And the first part of the work is the natural law of correspondence, as above, so below. How do we expect the world to be healthy if we're not healthy? Or as Gandhi said, become the change that you wish to see in the world. So look no further than your gut microbiome, your own internal makeup, and heal yourself to the nth degree so that you can throw a lifeline out to others. And this is the journey to self-love, of loving yourself. So the jerf, just eat real food. That's it. It's it's eating that organic food that nature was intended for us that has not been processed and like you're speaking to negatively altering the gut microbiome, which would then spread to your entire organism. Yes, Mike. And, I, and you know, this is a big clarion call to everyone out there as we're dealing with this lockdown fraud. Food sovereignty is very important. I grew up in the cities. I've lived in the cities most of my adult life. I've never grown food. So I'm working with the Sedona Greenhouse Project right now. I get out there in the dirt as much as possible. I picked some spinach the other day. I mean, that was the crazy thing. Two months ago, we were just a group of people getting this lady's dirt ready for her land. And then she calls me up. I got too much spinach. Come over here. I picked it, chucked it down my neck. And it was like, that was like a high vibrational snack, like straight out of the ground. And so this is a clarion call to myself to really focus on food sovereignty. And moving on to, to rest now with circadian rhythm, which can on its own just have negative ramifications up and down the health status of a person. So what do you do to optimize your circadian rhythm for your light, whether it's your daytime, nighttime light environment, and how do you optimize your sleep? Well, I do have uh, blue blockers that I wear. I have very expensive ones that harmonize even the chemtrail light that gets all refracted from the aluminum. I don't wear sunglasses out in the out in the light because I want the full spectrum coming in to me from the sun. I get as much sun as possible. So that's how I manage and mitigate the blue light as much as possible. I wear the blue blockers sometimes. I really don't like anything on my face. My eyes tracking into this device as well as that blue light, it does affect me. So what I like to do is just, I do my best to get to bed at an early hour and get, I'm a nine hour guy myself and get as much sleep. I take a nap throughout the day. My mentor, Paul Check, developed uh, the last four doctors you'll ever need. Dr. Quiet is the chief physician and he's on the same access as Dr. Happiness. If you're not happy, it's time to get quiet. Dr. Diet and Dr. Movement is on the same access and your movement should dictate your diet. So if you have less movement, less calories or lighter nutrition, if you have more movement, deadlifts and squats or long hiking periods, 
then feed your blood sugar. Make sure you got enough dense uh, materials in there. If you're doing deadlifts and squats, you're going to need some heavy proteins in there. On the days that you don't, try fasting. Your cognitive function will get much more sharp, not having metabolic processes uh, weigh you down. The most important work in my book is the legacy and then using alchemy to call it forth. Alchemy is Neoplatonic philosophy. It's what Descartes, Newton, all the learned people of before the industrial age uh, school system uh, set forth. And so uh, love, truth, and wisdom. You have to focus on what you love or your dream or your legacy. And then you juxtapose that with the truth of exactly where you are at right now. That creates tension. By law, tension must be resolved. And that is the wisdom, the gold into the lead. Love, truth, and wisdom is the formula for alchemy. And so calling it forth, speaking into existence, the sound affects the matter, the frequency and vibration of matter. And again, this may be too esoteric and woo-woo, but look it up. This is how life works, speaking into existence that which you wish to see. You want to call me a a liar or a spiritual woo-woo fruitcake? Fine. But the Wright brothers wanted to fly like an eagle and everyone called them crazy. And so figure out what the heart desires and then program your mind with what it desires. We need innovation in this world. We need new thought. And so look no further than your heart because your heart is connected to the divine. Your heart is 5,000 times electromagnetic frequency uh, stronger than the mind right? 5,000 times. So tap into the heart What is the heart, and use the mind as a tool to cut through the fabric of reality. I work with uh, uh, high-performance athletes, Robbie Madison, Rhino Ryan Hughes, these motocross champions. They break bones and do all sorts of stuff. And then they're like, ah, ha, ha, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go fly that. I'm going to go ride faster over here. And Robbie Madison broke his, uh, you know, doctors told him he never walk again. Uh, much less ride a motorcycle. And then he jumped Caesar's Palace, which is, uh, <laughs> he, he jumped the Arc de Triomphe in Caesar's Palace. Anyways, whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So tap into the, what the heart's desire. The legacy is the most important pillar. Yeah. And like you're alluding to, most of us, especially in this day and age, are disconnected from our hearts. And we've more or less been brought up, at least, especially me being younger, have been brought up in this world where Everything's put into a box. You're put into the system and very strategically and intentionally, like you were saying, they don't want people thinking for themselves. There's some disconnect from the heart, if any connection at all. So that's a powerful message and a reminder how powerful the heart is. Listen to your heart, be connected with your heart and, and let that be your true compass. People listening, you got to read the book, check it out. It's it's just chock full of powerful information. You can tell just from the person that Uh, Troy Casey is hearing him speak. You can imagine what kind of information you're going to get in the book. But before we go, Troy, especially with this being the red light report, I would just love to hear how you have utilized both red light therapy, infrared sauna in the sun, kind of the three sources of light. Well, I've been a sun worshiper, you know, for a very long time. Again, I was a model in Italy and I had a lot of Italian friends when Miami opened up as a modeling Mecca, they would all come to Miami and they would lay out on the beach for 10 hours. And uh, this was in the 90s when all this sunscreen hype was coming up. And I was like, you guys don't use sunscreen? And and isn't the sun bad for you? They laughed at me. They laughed at me. And they said, you know, everybody looks better with a tan because the the Italians are very much into aesthetics. 
And so everybody looks better. You feel better with a tan. We have a Mediterranean diet. We, you know, polyphenol rich olive oil and, uh, you know, high quality food. They're the food kings of the world. And so everything that they were eating was high quality Mediterranean diet, lots of olive oil to protect them, you know, internally from the skin. Later on, I figured this out. But just asking them, isn't the sun bad for you? They laughed at me. And right then and there, I knew what we were being sold was bullshit. And the 90s news, you know, the sun is bad for you, skin cancer this. And how you get skin cancer is you put on your sunglasses so you block out the whole frequency of the light. Then you eat most of the toxins in the food are fat soluble. They store your, your epidermis is, is mostly fat. And then most people are sitting inside working 50 weeks out of the year. Then they go to some tropical island and then they burn their skin. I don't advocate burning your skin at all. I advocate a shirt and a hat if you want sunscreen. And then they go out and they burn their skin. And then this is how you get skin problems. Then you slather toxic chemicals all over your skin, which is connected to the lymph. The lymph is the largest organ in the body. And lo and behold, you're an incubation factory for cancer on every level. You're poisoning yourself and you're clogging up your lymphatic channels, your your detoxification pathways. So that's where I came up with all my ideas around skin cancer and, and postulated my theories on that. And then, yeah, I look better with a tan. If you look better, you usually feel better. I feel better with a tan. I like the sun. The sun feels good. Even when I'm in cold environments, I try and go out and get sun whenever it's available. And so here we are almost 30 years after, you know, my investigation with the Italians and, uh, you know, look at my skin. You know, I've got some sun damage at 55 years old, but my, my skin is pretty clear and shiny and bright. And, and I don't wear sunscreen. I wear a hat. I use plant-based skincare that has a natural propensity for antioxidants in it that protect you against the sun. I also take algaes, astaxanthin. I take vitamin C into my body, you know, high quality vitamin C and these things and, and nutrition, just eat real food, animal fats, all this stuff protects me against the sun. So I get copious amounts of it. Now I do like the far infrared. I like the tools that you sent me as well. I use them. My wife loved them on the face, especially the smaller units. When I was living in LA and uh, I was in the apartment, you know, even though I was on the beach, some days you're working in the house. And so I would just flip on the light and I'd get completely energized. I now have a far infrared sauna. I use that like five times a week and I stay in it for like an hour and a half because it's, it's, uh, it's not as high temperature as a regular sauna. And that also has the chromotherapy in it. And I always feel better. I've only had the far infrared sauna for, for the last month and it feels very similar to taking a hot Epsom salt bath. I don't know why that is, but I feel like light and airy and detoxified and relaxed after going in, uh, you know, all that red light therapy. So that's my take on it. And then I let my friend up in, uh, in Canada, he plants trees up near the Arctic Circle. I let him borrow the smaller unit you gave me and he loved it. And he's the one who was really in need of it. So I encourage everyone. And the more and more information, you know, red light therapies like the gut microbiome, this is all brand new, fresh stuff. Blue light, you know, Dr. Jack Krause talking about this, but sure enough, it's very valid information. 
And so it seems health nutty when we don't know about it, but next thing you know, it's completely coming to the forefront. I applaud you and, and thank you for uh, sharing that information with me, Mike, and uh, you know, sponsoring my brand in the past because uh, you know, I think this is very valuable information and it's doctors like you that go out there and find this information and are able to share it with others. So I appreciate that and I encourage everyone out there to really research the red light therapy. What do you call it? Photomodulation? Photobiomodulation. Photobiomodulation. I did a podcast with another woman who's a big biohacker the other day, and that's her whole thing. Yeah, I encourage everyone out there to keep going deeper on their own health and uh, well-being. And light is everything. Let there be light, baby. Everything's a frequency. Everything's a vibration. And light is just another source of that. So you can either put yourself in an environment where you're putting yourself in front of non-native EMFs and quote unquote, fake light, or you can get out from underneath your roof, go outside in the full spectrum sunlight and, and get the real deal. So like you're alluding to, whether it's food, mental stress, spiritual sunlight, I mean, it's all frequencies and it's all either you're accumulating positive, healthy electrons or you're withholding them from your body, which, which is never a good thing. And inflammation, it's protons, too many protons in your body, not enough electrons. That's where you start seeing the autoimmune, the obesity, the metabolic disorders. So that's kind of the scientific perspective is looking at protons and electrons. But you and your book, the way you break it down with all your nine pillars of health is just, it's, it's very well written and very informational. So I highly recommend anyone interested, again, in optimizing their health and wellness and vibration. Check out Troy Casey's book, Ripped at 50. Troy, where can people find you uh, after this podcast? I'm most active right now on my Instagram and YouTube channel, Certified Health Nut. I'm easy to find. You can Google that. But we are living in the world of censorship against free speech. And so I encourage everyone to log on to my email list at troycasey.com. And you can stay updated with me. We release the, the Man Clan events whenever we announce them and uh, any other events that I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing a live event in East of Sacramento off-grid July 4th weekend, uh, musicandsky.com. And so, uh, but we announced that all on my newsletter. And so I encourage everyone to log on to my website and uh, stay in touch with me. Appreciate it. Thanks for sharing, Troy. Really, um, I'm grateful that you took time out of your schedule, hectic schedule to uh, be on this podcast, share your mission, share your information. And it's people like you that really do change the world because the information that you're providing to the masses is much needed in this day and age. So again, I really appreciate your time, appreciate your mission and uh, keep on uh, spreading the word. Thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate you. God bless. Yeah. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Red Light Report. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and other podcast platforms to help spread the word so other people can learn about the many health wellness, and longevity benefits of red light therapy. If you're looking for more educational content, check out our Instagram page at biolight.shop and our YouTube channel, Biolight. I'm Dr. Mike Belkowski, and I'll see you on the next episode.